When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, we are Tonight, we are going to witness the most anticipated match in the history of professional wrestling. And this is... Jason is here. Dude, I, I swear to God, I'm not as big an asshole as it sounds like. And Troy is here. Hey, I call them like I see them, alright? Look at it this way. It's the first thing we've done together as a team. I grab my dick, you grab your dick, you work my arm, I work your arm. Same time. Same time. It's like jerking off together, but not gay. We're not touching dicks. Each other's dicks anyway. I'm touching my own dick. You're working it, and I'm loving it. Well, enough is enough, and it's time for the rundown. Welcome. Everybody, this is the rundown. I'm your host Troy. Joining me as well this week is Sal. Is here. Hey, hey, what's going on, Troy? How you doing, buddy? Pretty, pretty good. Good. Actually, I'm not going to complain this week. Good. Things have been all right. Not at least about your life. You're going to complain about other things. Well, of course. <laughs> oh, I got a lot to complain about. Nothing to think. Just like The Undertaker would rise from his grave. Please welcome back to the show, Jason's here. Wow, that was a horrible piece of phrasing right there. <laughs> um, yeah, well, it's good to be back, guys. It's uh, been an interesting stretch for me. I don't get too deep into it, but uh, I'm very glad to be back. It's nice to be back talking wrestling and having fun with you guys. So. Awesome. So, buddy, it's been a while. Do you have anything from the past couple of weeks, the past couple of episodes, because I know you've listened, um, that you wanted to give your two cents on? Yeah, if Sal says Rowdy Piper one more time, I'm going to reach through the fucking screen and strangle him. I introduced him as Rowdy Roddy. Piper. And then said later, and when he goes to get Rowdy Piper. I'm only halfway I'm only halfway <laughs> through that episode, so I don't I don't understand what you're talking about yet. Anyway, anyway, I'm just fucking myself. Um I don't think much much important has happened in wrestling in the last couple weeks. I'm, I'm, Not really. I don't think I missed very much, right? Nothing. Sure. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, uh, no, I actually I think we've talked about this in the host thread. Like it is so much fun to find myself actually anticipating watching a wrestling show again. It had been so long since I felt that, and thank God Triple H has done the impossible and rekindled my um, interest and my excitement in watching WWE again. Um, I think we talked about it on the show. Part of the reason I think we had struggled 
to find co-hosts who were wanted to do a show. But it just got to the point where we were we were almost hate watching everything. Yeah, the plot sucked. <laughs> and now to be able to come on a show and be like, let's talk about all the cool shit that happened this week is just such a refreshing change, and I'm so happy to be here to do it. How long has it been? Would you say? Oh, uh, it's been a while, right? And it was before Jackson went to Cooperstown, right? So would have been no, 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 no. How long has it been since you've enjoyed the product? Oh, I think that's I've been on the show. Oh, no, oh, since you look forward to watching it. Jeez. Um, Dude, I think we're going back to 2019. I'd have been. Yeah, I don't know. Pandemic wrestling fucking sucks. Probably around the time that NXT was pod, he would have surprise debut for NXT the roster. And there were brief things like SmackDown episode where everyone gets to Arabia and call up the NXT guys. Fantastic. He's held in, ironically, not Gordon. I think Triple H was running that as well. Um, right. But yeah, those have been. I mean, whenever. WWE at wrestling in general is at its best when I have a holy shit moment. And I know you guys talked about it last week, but I'm sitting on my couch. Raw's on. It goes to commercial. I grab my iPad and I'm fucking playing game or whatever I was doing at the time. And then Raw comes back and I happen to look up and. I see Johnny Gargano coming to the ring, like off a commercial break. What the fuck? Like he's not interrupting a promo. He's not just—he's fucking. Oh, Johnny Gargano's here out of nowhere. Um, to your point, Sal, and I heard you. I know Jason's gonna say they should have done it in Cleveland. <laughs> yeah, I am gonna say that. And yeah, maybe it would have been slightly more predictable, but the pop would have been outrageous. So yeah, you you play for the moments. What's the what? What's one of those wrestling indelible wrestling memories that will always last in your brain cell? And I know for me, this is one, and I'm pretty sure for you it will be too when I mention it. Triple H's return at Madison Square Garden. The loudest pop I have ever heard in professional wrestling. The loudest. Go watch it again. It start, it's huge when his music plays. It goes up. No, I You can find things that match up to the initial pop, but the secondary pop, and you add that in the total, you're not going to find one. Hogan and Andre when he slammed them. Because after the pinfall, it got even louder. Nope, and you know why? Why? Because it was a stadium show and the sound doesn't carry. It doesn't translate. It might have been at the arena, but it didn't come across on TV. Hmm. Uh, I just returned. What's up, Astro? Hey. I put I just returned up there from his injury. That was a pretty good pop. Who did? Edge. Yeah. No, and his, his Royal Rumble return was a big pop. But again, I'm telling you, side by side him with that Triple H one, it's it's to me the last one I've ever heard. The only one that was even remotely close was in Worcester when Mick Foley won, won the, the heavyweight. Title. Yeah, I'll put butts and seats. That's the only one even comparable to me. They did the finger poke of doom on the other show. Fingered who? <laughs> Freddie got fingered. Yeah. Oh. And by the way, it's, it's, it couldn't have come at a better time because my Red Sox suck fucking ass this year. So it give, it's giving me something to, to stay focused on. You don't have to worry about it. If wrestling sucked and the Red Sox sucked at the same time, it'd be a rough, rough patch for me. Hey, at least uh, at, at least my team is also going to miss the playoffs. So 
<laughs> on the plus side for your team, Josh Hader's been a complete disaster since they <laughs> traded him. So, <laughs> so they actually look a lot smarter after that trade now. The sure. yeah, of course the uh, the no. guy they got hasn't been great either. But well, one of the guys they got they caught immediately, and it sounded like there was some kind of bad sign of bad issue with him. Yeah. I don't know if he didn't want to pull want to play for him or what, but then there was like another guy who's been a little bit better. But yeah, it's it's not a good time for any of our teams, other than Astros team, of course, who's leading the division. So, fuck you. Oh. Um, <laughs> so yeah, which uh, so the of the people that we've gotten back so far, Hit Row, um, Karrion Cross. And Johnny Gargano, who is Gargano? You're like far and away the best return, or um, well, Scarlet would probably be my favorite, return, <laughs> but um, but I guess it depends. Like a personal enjoyment thing, probably Gargano. Um, if it, if we're talking first, uh, by the way, that's another thing. We all have to have a conversation about Hit Row. Um, well, but if we're talking about like potentially biggest impact, uh, you got to go Carrying Cross because he's going to be in the main event picture very quickly. Sure. I don't know Gargano gets the main event picture, but I, I, we've talked. I've mentioned it on the show before. I could totally see them booking him as the new Daniel Bryan. Yeah. So let's have a quick talk about Hit Row, Sal. Before we do, before we do, I I would say that to me the most excited I saw when I saw somebody show up was EO. Yeah, that was because that, that was she had the been moment. She had but been see, for me, even for in so that long. moment, it was you know Dakota I mean? because she wasn't even in the company anymore. Yeah. Oh no, yeah, I agree with that. But like EO's, you just had that feeling. Like, oh my God, EO strides on a main roster. Like it's finally fucking happening. Well, see, you had that feeling. I had, oh, fuck, here's another Japanese talent they're going to fucking not know what to do with. No, because Triple H had taken over by that point. Yeah, Yeah, but it was it was literally his first event. Right. So. All right, so you want to talk about Hit Row. And I'm sure you're going to bury Swerve because he's not with them anymore, but go ahead. Why would I bury Swerve? Why do you do that? Why don't you just let him talk? Why do you set okay. him up? Why do you set him up like that? Like I'm sure you're gonna fuck this up, but go ahead. Have I ever said no. a negative <laughs> thing about Swerve Well, because you want to have this talk about Hit Row, and I'm sure it's based on what I said last week. Yeah, that was completely fucking wrong. That I said that they were better when they had Swerve. No, they are. They were better when they had Swerve. But when you were talking about teams that are more interesting than them. No, it's it's true, man. I ugh, again, even this week. I think, you know, the Street Profits are great in that segment, but I don't see Hit Row being, like, a memorable... Uh, oh God, this is like Ginger all over again. No, because I like Hit Row in NXT. But you're telling me that Adonis has fucking charisma? He doesn't. He does. No. Yes, he does. Kind of been floundering on NXT for years. Yeah, so is Angelo Dawkins. Jason, you drops him on the floor. He drops up on the floor. Go pick it up. I'm trying. I'm trying to get you to move out of the way so that Astro can see the picture behind you. There you go. Uh, <laughs> hashtag underboob. Um, uh, where were we? You just said something idiotic, and I forgot what it was. Um, oh, he said. He said that. Uh, I said Adonis didn't have much charisma. I don't know where you. No, I don't know where you get that. that. 
I like BFAB as a as like a hype person. <laughs> I, I, that's fine. And I think, you know what? I think there's money in Top Dollar being a single star. But the group itself, I don't. I don't see it lasting more than... They haven't given them anything yet. They're slowly bringing them into this. Uh, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. How much time do you have on SmackDown? You have two hours. Where do they fit in right now? When you have you, to get time... Get, hold on, hold on, hold on. You get that for the last two, maybe three years, the tag team division was the Usos, the New Day. Right? And then we throw a couple singles guys together here and there for a run. Now you have the Usos, you have the New Day, you have the new vicious Viking Raiders. Um, <laughs> which, by the way, I got uh, uh, Ivar Todd uh, posted something on the Facebook page, a picture of him, like, ready to go to war. And I was like, I was commenting, like, don't you mean new and vicious and ready to go to war? Something like that. Just to bust his balls. Um, but anyway, you have them. Now you have Hit Row as a tag team. Now you have Umberto and um, Angel. Angel being a team again and being sort of a focal point again. You have the Street Profits moving back into the mix. You have so there's actual tag teams in the mix now. And to me, you can talk about surprises. You can talk about rehiring people. To me, the biggest thing, the biggest change that Triple H has made that I appreciate is that it's not one guy anymore. Because for years, the way Vince booked was we have one champion. And there's one legitimate contender. And that's it. And then when this legitimate contender's done, we'll bring up one legitimate contender. That's you look true. at right now, Roman's there. I mean, you, you still have Kevin Owens throwing shots at Roman Reigns still. Oh, that, have, that story got real interesting this absolutely. week. Absolutely. You have Karrion Cross is right there in the mix at the top of the card. You have, you, they're Back positioning people. Shot in, they're, in England. They are positioning people, Austin Derry again, uh, if you want to talk about the briefcase. They're positioning multiple people to be in the mix. And that's something they haven't done for a long time. And they're doing it in the tag team division, too, which is why a team like Hit Row can be so important. Even if they're not the tag team champions. Even if they don't get into that mix anytime soon. It's another legit tag team to put into, into the blender and swirl around with everybody else. It gives you something. So when the Usos are feuding with the New Day, the Viking Raiders aren't sitting and catering for eight months because nobody has anything else for them until this feud's over. There are other legitimate tag teams for them to have a program with. And you're seeing it right now with the Viking Raiders and the New Day having a program far away from the tag team titles. Sure. I'm doing that too, by the way. Yeah, I... I guess Astro liked the boobs, so... Good. I... I've seen a lot of people shitting on, on Hit Row, and a, a good deal of that, I feel, uh, comes from a racist standpoint. Not, I'm not talking about any of us, obviously. I'm talking about just the some of the some of the hate that they get is is unwarranted. But sure, I, say- I don't know. There is obviously there's some racism attached to it. Yeah. But I think it's also more anti sort of hip hop culture bias and yeah. racism like I don't think it's the same I don't think it's like they they don't they would hate Hit Row and the New Day I think they right. hate the gimmick of the you know hardcore rap shit in large portions of America it's not yeah I was going to say it's not for everyone yeah like you know but it, we, when you yeah but we talked about 
off yeah. your product. Sure. We talked about it when, when they first debuted on how different they were, how that was a good thing, because they're a different representation. Right. They're not they're not a stereotypical representation. They're a literal representation of the of black culture and and hip hop culture. And they're allowed which, to go ahead. Sorry. Which to that point was one of the things that Top Dollar pointed out rubbed people the wrong way. Yeah. Was that he wanted to stay true to that culture with his character and didn't want to change it. And that was one of the things that originally rubbed people like Vince the wrong way mm-hmm. and got him fired the first time around. Yeah. But yeah, yes, obviously Swerve not being there uh, takes away a little of their presentation because Swerve was sort of that that big focal point. But as a more tag team with a female manager, I think that they're they're a really good mid card tag team, like Jason said, where they're not. And and here's the here's the other thing with like the the returns that we've had with Triple H. Not everybody is returning at the same level. You know, not everybody is immediately going into the main events. Not everyone is doing the AEW thing where they fucking debut and they're like the biggest fucking thing in the world and then disappear. Where it's like Cross is debuting at the main event. Johnny's debuting as like mid-card to upper mid-card. Hit Row is debuting as a mid-card tag team. And they're doing different things and they're debuting in different ways. And that's what's important is that not they're, they're not all being treated the same way because they're not all the same. You know, and Triple H understands you've got to build guys up a little bit sometimes. Guy like Karrion Cross can come in with the presentation that that they have set, and he can go over as a main event threat, just by the looks of him and everything like that. Johnny is going to take a little bit more of of a a smart hand because once he goes up there against Roman, he's going to look like one of the seven dwarfs against him. Like, so you <laughs> you need to, you know, you need to... But to that look point, at, so did Daniel Bryan. Exactly. That's, but Daniel Bryan was... him the right way, yeah, fine. Daniel Bryan was marketed as, I'm not the biggest guy, but I'm the guy who's going to kick the shit out of you, you know? And Hit Row is coming in, and they're not... We're, we're the greatest tag team of all time or any of that. It's... Here's these guys coming in, and they're going to try to make an impact on it, so... They're gonna they're gonna do a feud with uh, Maximum Jizz or whatever like that, and that's fine because we know that Mason and Mansoor are fucking jobbers, and you can use and people. No, 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 no. According to the rundown last week, they're better than Hit Row. No, they're not. <laughs> I enjoyed more. I do. I enjoy their segments more. No, no, they haven't done or said shit. Yeah. You enjoy fucking L.A. Night. Sure. Right. <laughs> so you don't enjoy the the actual group. You enjoy L.A. Knight. Yeah, but he's part of the group, man. It's what's on my television screen. But they haven't done anything. Maze, Masse, and Mansoor haven't. By the way, I yelled at my fucking radio, my fucking car radio for about an hour while you were trying to figure out the other guy's name last week. Um, Masse. <laughs> they haven't done fuck all anything except stand there and look stupid. I mean, do you would you would you say that you enjoy Jake Hager when he's out there, just because no. uh, the other members of Jazz are talking? No, it's the same thing. No, they just stand there speaking and look pretty. Which, That's it. Speaking of which, if you want a guy to be like sort of your intimidating badass, maybe not with the pink Zubaz fucking <laughs> you know trunks. I'm just saying. Uh, you know, I. Uh, no, we're not talking about that. Uh, but yeah. I, <laughs> Uh, I, I agree with Dennis and Jason. I, I like I like Hit Row. I like the fact that they are putting an emphasis on tag teams while they're not doing like a. And, yeah, go ahead, you guys say them. And, and I like this is this may sound weird to people, but I like that they're putting an emphasis on some representation too. 
for that yeah. culture that we talked about that for years has been marginalized within WWE storylines and you know not recognized or even addressed. So now there's something for people of that culture, people of that you know fandom of that lifestyle to sort of latch onto and say, oh, this is something I can get with. That's important. That's necessarily an act that's geared towards me or other old white dudes. Now, granted, I love it because I grew up in hip-hop, but uh, it's not supposed to be necessarily geared towards us, and that's okay. It's okay if things are geared towards different people. The women's revolution wasn't geared towards us. I enjoyed the hell out of it, right? but it was geared to the you know the little 10-year-old girls in the audience, so they had someone to look up to, so they had some representation, so they had a reason to go, I want to do this someday. That is important, and I'm really, really happy that we're seeing it now. It's the same. It's the same kind of thing where, like a, a comedy wrestler out there, it's it, not everybody's going to enjoy it, but there are people that do enjoy it. And when you have a global product, you have to have a diversified level of talent. And that's the thing. Is like these guys are specifically specifically that. And it's not like I said. It's not a crime time kind of thing, where you're like, okay, yes, they're they're black and they're like sort of like the hip hop thing, but they're very stereotypical. <laughs> no, no, this is this is literally like they're trying to bring in something that the WWE hasn't had, and and other places have. So now, now that we've talked about that, can we address the biggest news of the week? I feel like we sort of buried the lead here, and we didn't talk about the biggest thing that happened this week in wrestling. Nikki Bella and Artem finally got married, and it was filmed as a four-part episode for the E Network. Which means the return of Twat Magic at some point soon. No. Nice. <laughs> I can't wait to I have to watch those episodes. All Seriously. four parts. I at at this point he knows what he's getting into. He he knows who his wife is. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to be she's a cunt. I'm gonna try to be as nice as possible. <laughs> I know. I mean, sure. Like, you knew it was happening eventually because they've been engaged forever. But yeah. How do you play fuck, marry, kill, and end up on marry with her? Uh, uh, mostly because the other members were JJ and the mom. <laughs> I'd probably marry JJ over her. <laughs> I might end up storming the capital. You but might, whatever. but you don't have to put up with that bitch. God, she's a wretched person. <laughs> yeah, uh, your your wife Dude. your wife decided to ask me if I had been listening to the Bella's podcast while we were on a hiatus, and I told her, "Fuck no." <laughs> I think she's getting the itch, Troy. Not not that kind of itch, but you know, to get back behind the microphone. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, that's good because that would be fun. But now we have to switch it up because we do the show on Thursdays. So, wait, wait. Can I just? Um, how come the E Network went from? You guys used to do it on Wednesdays anyway because you used to do it during Dynamite. Yep. Yes. Dude, the E Network went from the Kardashians to the Bellas wedding. They did not. What? The E Network did not <laughs> go had from total Bellas for years and total. Divas. I know, but oh, if I'm an E Network fan, uh huh, like you can watch the, the Kardashians, Kardashians' new show. We're getting like millions and millions <laughs> of viewers. Why are you acting okay. like they're not still on the network? <laughs> they're still they're there. They're not on. Um, so they have an exclusive deal with uh, it now? Hulu or something. Okay, so there's a lot to unpack in what Sal just said. First <laughs> off, who lists themselves as a fan of a network? Right. 
I'm a fan of CBS. No, you're a fan of a show or not. doesn't matter what fucking network it's on. People will follow... The, the Kardashians fans followed them to fucking Hulu or wherever the fuck it is that right. they moved that show to. They weren't E-Network fans. They were fucking Kardashians fans. Second off, I'm a little surprised that you're amazed that there would be fans on a network for a show that's been on the network for a decade. When was the last time it was on that network? Like new episodes? Like two years ago? Three? A year three ago, maybe? Three years ago? No. Yeah, they were doing fucking twat magic on the, the Bella Total Bellas. Total Divas has been gone for a while, but Total Bellas has been on yeah. not that on recently. Yeah. Total Bellas was... I could have sworn it's been like three years, but they s- I'm probably wrong, because it's not like I watch it. They stopped, I think. Um, Taping, but when did they stop airing them? Because they aired them after the pandemic. Yeah, they aired them. Yeah, I think they... Hold on. I got it right here. Um, to January 20th, 2021. So last year. So two years. Uh, yeah. A little under two years. Okay. A year and a half. Uh, also, I don't want to watch. Seldom right again, right? Wrong again, Albert. Also, buddy, who who owns the E Network, dude? USA. Right. What what channel is WWE wrestling on? <laughs> no, I get that. I'm not That's, blaming the E Network. I don't know. You see, I'm you seem saying, to take a very hard line about the fact that like who who goes from the Kardashians to it happens sometimes, man. Like HBO has some shitty shows, but they still have some great shows too. <laughs> like, it, it, I, sure, they, they would they would like, still want to have the Kardashians. They could. Right. All right. I feel like we had a lot to cover, and we've wasted enough time on the Bell. Uh, KT, seriously. KT, well, you brought it up. Shut up. I just wanted to make the joke. KT with Line of the Night. I'm so glad Nikki got to marry her second option. Uh, <laughs> right? God. So we do. We do have a lot to talk about. We have three different fucking wrestling shows to predict. I'm pretty sure Bear was her first option. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> second option? First, there was. I'm, I'm sure she wanted Bear because Brie no. had him. Oh, okay. I was going to say, that was Brie that was with Bear. <laughs> no, 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 but Brie had a boyfriend, so I'm sure Nikki wanted to fuck him. Oh, well, yeah. Sure. There's that. Second off, there was Brad. That's Brad. That's Brad. Which, by the way, shout out to my wife. He came out the other day and she went, Oh, it's Brad. <laughs> it took me a second. <laughs> um, <Nice. laughs> but then there was Cena. Then there was, I'm sure there was a bunch of randos in between. Um, so, so Arden was like sixth option at best. <laughs> Did you know how, like, people line up outside the garden for a Celtics game and then everybody just sort of floods in at once. That's just saying. Do you think Artem listens to his, his now wife's podcast? He's on it most of the time. He's been on it a lot, so probably. So, I mean, like, when you hear her and the fucking shit that comes out of her mouth, how do you still go through with that? And because of the shit he gets to put in her yeah. mouth. You gotta remember that Dan, Dan, Dan that uh, Brian Bryanson has said in the past that he doesn't listen to his wife's show because he doesn't like all that personal stuff, but he knows. I don't blame him. He knows what she says, what she talks about, because he get he because then I'm fans, sure his fucking coworkers talk to yeah. him about it and bust his balls about it all the oh, time. Yeah, I'm sure, true. So, but yeah, we've got uh, three different predictions to do. So, um, what do we want to do? So do so do we want to talk about the shows in Lua as we make the predictions? We can sort of talk about the build yeah, and let's stuff. Yeah, let's do that. Um, right. So if you go, well, we'll start with the uh, with the easiest um, one to predict because there's the least amount of matches. Well, since since it doesn't tie into anything, do we want to talk about Rampage first? 
I barely, I couldn't even tell. <laughs> I was gonna say, I'm like, as as little as I watch AEW, I don't even, I couldn't even tell you in the matches that were lined up for the most recent Rampage. <laughs> I'm sure it was Claudio Castagnoli versus fucking some dude. And by the way, did you notice how they've they, like? I love the fact that they fall all over themselves to the Ring of Honor World Championship. Even when it was in Ring of Honor, it was the Ring of Honor Championship. Right. Yep. That's but it's like true. they have to put that on there so that they can needle WWE. Like, oh, we made Claudio a World Champion. Like, no, he's, no, you didn't. You, he, no, you no, gave him a belt with less value than the NXT title. Okay. Okay, Stop so it. give give me the credit, because I said that last week. I said the fucking thing looks exactly like their second-tier title, the Pure Championship, and you're going to tell me that the world champion? And it's, Fuck and out it's a stroke out when you're talking, yeah. so I might you might have said I missed And it. it's such a world championship that they put him in the match to try to get a world championship match. Right, uh-huh. yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, uh, NXT Worlds Collide, which will be the swan song for NXT UK. <sighs> And, of course, the, the end of a spot of NXT on this network, which is sad. Not that I was doing it most recently, but... But it will be the birth of NXT. I'm a PN, no, European. Yes. So... <laughs> yeah, so the, this entire show is built around unifying the championships, uh, essentially essentially retiring the UK belts in, in and just kind of keeping around the thing. The NXT belts. Now, you would think that that would mean that all the NXT guys are retaining. So... So Astro would like to know why you have lame-ass earbuds while Troy and I have sweet-ass cans on our heads. I don't know. Okay. I'm just relaying the message. Don't kill the messenger. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... Way to derail, Jason. That's <laughs> what I do, baby. Considering that NXT Europe will not be starting until January, there is a chance that some of the UK guys could actually hold the NXT titles uh, before they head back over to Europe. So, without further ado, the most recent episode of NXT 2.0 saw a litany of WB talent make their returns to the former Black and Gold, now Rainbow Jizz brand. And Carmelo Hayes continued to talk about the fact that he was not booked uh, for the show, and we found out that his opponent for the show will be Ricochet. Now, go to runonwrestling.com, slap your bitch-ass name in there. Uh, Worlds Collide is the first of the three predictions that we have. And predict along with us. So, Sale. Carmelo Hayes or Ricochet? Carmelo Hayes, and I hope it's a fucking show-stealer. Jason? When I'm watching this show and Ricochet's music hits, I, my pants tightened, I'm not going to lie. Um, this match, not to South Point, not only show still, this might end up being match of the weekend. It has that potential. Um, I cannot, absolutely cannot wait to see what these two do together. I feel like the chemistry is going to be off the charts. Who knows, but that's my that's my gut instinct. Um, I think we're going to see some things maybe that we've never even seen before in a wrestling ring because I know I know Mello, and I you know I've, from what I've heard of Ricochet, these are the guys that know 
this could be a weekend stealing match, and they want to make sure they go out there and do that. And with Triple H back in charge of everything, they're going to be given the opportunity to do that. They're not going to be handcuffed with, well, you can't outshine the main event. Um, this is going to be old school NXT style. Go out there and steal the fuck. Every match should try to go out there and steal the fucking show. And that's what I loved about NXT originally. Um, with that said, I am going to go with Carmelo because I don't think there's any reason to put NXT on Ricochet. While I don't think Ricochet will win, I do think there is a scenario you can argue for them doing it. Um, if they were to say like, uh, we'll take the title off Carmelo and he can go up to the main roster, or now he can go up for the for the main NXT Championship, sure. But I don't think that they're just going to slap it onto Ricochet as like a transitional champion. So I think Carmelo is retaining here, and like you said, I think that anyone who's got to follow this match, good luck to you. Yeah. The NXT Tag Team and NXT UK Tag Team titles will be unified in a four-way tag team match. Is that official? I didn't even catch that. Okay. The current NXT Tag Team Champions, the Creed Brothers, the current NXT UK Tag Champions, BJ and the Bear, uh, Brooks Jensen and Josh Briggs, Gallus and Pretty Deadly will be putting it all on the line here. So, Jason. Are they putting Fallon Henley on God, the line? I wish. <laughs> um, this has been such an interesting build because this is a fatal four-way to unify titles that has essentially been built through two separate yeah. feuds. Because you've had the, the Creed brothers feuding with Gallus, and then you've had Jensen and, and Briggs feuding with Pretty Deadly, and then they all just sort of ran into each... did run-ins on each other. Um, I, I immediately think the Creed brothers are going to win because Roddy's going to do something to try to redeem himself to them. Okay. Um, because that's sort of the angle they've been going. He's angry that they lost faith in him and um, Julius doesn't trust him anymore and I think this will be the spot where he does something to um, create that trust again and try to lure them back into the diamond mine. Uh, so I'm going to go with the Creed Brothers to win this thing. Plus, I think it's the obvious choice. Okay. Sal? I'm going to go with Gallus. I think Roddy is going to try something, but I think he's going to fuck it up, and he's going to cost the Creed's title. Okay. I love the fact that so BJ the Bear are going to have Fallon Henley in their corner, and the Creed Brothers are yeah. probably going to have Tatum Paxley and Ivy Nile in their corner. Can we get Gallus and Pretty... I mean, we Pretty Deadly would probably just get another dude in their corner. But can we get Gallus to just find some hot, like, Welsh girl or something like that to come... Session Moth Martina would fit. Yeah. Well. Like, there's there's, yes, there's going to be a lot of distractions in the outside. Let's put it that way. So, I I like what they've been doing with uh, Jensen and, and Briggs. Um, and I, I like... I And... and to that point, I meant to bring this up when we were talking this week. NXT 2.0, and we've talked about, you and I have had, had this conversation, I think, in the past. Um, I'm sorry, I mean, I cut you off. You were doing predictions. We'll talk after. Yeah, sorry. Okay. Um, I got like weeks worth no, of No, no, no. It's, sorry, it's go good. It's good. Um, this, is, this is truly one of those matches where you can make a case for any of these four guys walking out with you with the tag belts. Um, and they're all former champions or current champions. So. Um, but I'm actually going to go uh, with BJ and the Bear. And I think that Roddy's actually going to turn on the Creed Brothers. 
But go ahead. Okay, so you were, yeah. you were talking now. Yeah, um, the thing... Shit, now I completely lost what I was going to say. That's why I interrupt, because I always forget it if I don't speak it into existence right then uh, I was talking about Bob Briggs um, and Jensen uh, being booked very well. On yeah, so when we talked about NXT 2.0 in the past, it's like so many of these gimmicks, when they first showed up, we were like, what the fuck is this? And they've cultivated them into, I find myself, look, and I, I part of my, my bias was that I know Josh Briggs, and I know the gimmick he had before, and that I think he, I always think he's better marketed as sort of like the giant fucking badass killer. Um, but he works here in a way I would have never expected to say he works as this sort of country redneck, which he's not, right. but, but he's, he's bought into the gimmick. He's all in with it and he plays it well. And it just reminds me of every time people talk about, oh, well, this person got a shit gimmick, that person got a shit gimmick. There's really, and I've said this before to, to Sal in the show, it's sort of like when he talks about people are ruined. Nobody's ever ruined. There's really no such thing as a shit gimmick because you look at Chase U on paper was the dumbest fucking gimmick we have seen in a very long time. The thing that happened was that Andre Chase bought into it 110% and owned that shit. And through his efforts alone, he has made that work. And not only made it work, made it incredibly entertaining. I mean, history speaks for itself on that. There's a ton of people out there who were not given great gimmicks and, and who either adapted with them or, you know, leaned into them. I mean, the New Day were not good when they started. <laughs> oh, dude, that original gimmick was yeah, terrible. Yeah, but they worked... Especially but, the way Vince wanted to yeah. do it on TV. But they, but they worked their asses How many yeah. NXT 2.0 gimmicks were good at the right. start? Tony oh, D'Angelo, we shit all we all, we all were kind of just like, what are they doing? It feels all gimmicky. Yeah. Right. But no, a lot, a lot of these people, and see, that's the thing, though. I think it depends on the talent. I don't think anybody can make these gimmicks work. But like you said, Josh Briggs fits in really nicely, and he, he's embraced it. Tiffany Stratton is a rich daddy's girl. And she's one of the most entertaining people every week. Like, that's not, that on paper, that is a boring-ass gimmick. But she has made it work. Right. Um, I do like the fact that Briggs did have a moment uh, when when Pretty Deadly was getting in their face, where he did kind of like come forward and and snap on them. Where you're like, oh, oh, there it is. There's a little bit of that rage. He's he's not he's not always the party guy and having fun. Like I I did like that that there was a little aspect of it like where it's like oh there's the other level of his character, where it's like no he can fucking pop off. In a match to, I guess, just put them over, Katana Chance and Caden Carter defend the belts against Dewdrop and Nikki Ash. Well, I mean, I appreciate the fact that Triple H is trying to get, you know, every championship on this card. Um, so I'm not I'm not opposed to the Dewdrop and Nikki Ash putting over KC squared. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, there are there are a lot more women's tag team teams that are down in NXT than other places, but we had talked about before about the whole fact of having the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships being defended on all brands and then it just never happened, so now sort of having a tag team from the main roster come down, it's good, and you know, for for all the hate that WWE gets for not liking tag teams, you have two on this card, 
and only three other matches. Previous WWE. Yes, previous WWE. Vince yep. McMahon yeah. hated tag teams. Triple H probably still yeah, does. I'm sure he does. <laughs> I would love to just sit down and watch Vince watch an episode of Raw, and just like a new yes. episode of Raw. You turn it off. No, but that's the point. He he's not he's not allowed to. No, he has to watch the whole thing, and I just want to watch his reactions to things, and like clockwork style, yes. like we like peels eyelids yes, open because the dude will just go fucking nuts, man. He's gotta be. He's gotta be sitting there being like that. Triple H is ruining my company, and they're like, dude, he almost doubled Raw's ratings, so shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, uh, anyways, um, are we just gonna sweep this as? Katana Chance and Caden Carter, or do any of us actually want to say do drop and Nikki Ash are going to win? No, Chance and Carter are going to win, but the funny thing to me is we talk all the time about like, oh, well the challenger has to, we're going to shove somebody into this challenger role just to fit a thing. It's like, who do we have that's European that could challenge for the women's tag team titles? Oh, these two! Fucking send them down. Don't love that. I would rather, like, there are plenty of talented women in NXT you could have put in a tag team and given a tag title not to, but whatever, it is what it is. So, yeah, Chance and Carter. Sure. Win, but, and by the way, Caden Carter, god damn. Like, <laughs> woo, she's turned it up. Yeah, I mean, there's really not um, Zoe Stark aside, there's really not a bad-looking woman down in, in NXT, so, yeah, it's good. She's fine. I just She's not my thing. And, uh, I'm glad I didn't say what I was thinking. Anyway, <laughs> no, say it, God. She's not my. She's not for me. Zoe Stark. Zoe Stark. Zoe oh, Stark. Yeah, Zoe Stark. <laughs> I, I was gonna. I was gonna be really mean, and I was like, no. I don't know. One or two people voted for her. Well, you know how they got that saying, like, there's a lid for every pot. That's bullshit. Because everybody's cabinet has that one fucking lid that you don't know what the fuck it goes to. Doesn't match anything you have. So that's that's. Zoe I mean. Stark. It, in a pinch, you could shove it on something and be good, <laughs> or like saran wrap it to something. Yeah, it would. It would serve. Yeah, it'll serve its purpose. <laughs> a unification match for the NXT Women's and NXT UK Women's title: Mandy Rose, Mako Satomura, and Blair Davenport. It's a shame that Blair Davenport left AEW, where she could have been working dark, to come and go for a unified women's championship. <laughs> Such a shame. Such a shame. Uh, Sal. Well, I'll tell you this. I love the fact that um, all the former NXT women's champions uh, showed up on Tuesday night between Rhea and um, obviously... Tony Storm. Uh, Dewdrop. Storm didn't show up. Paige wasn't there. Neither was Brad, Brad Maddox. And... Just- was it though? You know how I know she wasn't. Know. I didn't hear yeah. Paige here. She definitely would have, would have said that as soon as um, she walked on screen. That would have been fantastic. If, like the camera stops and fucking Mandy is just like staring at him. You know, one of those WWE things where you don't see what what she's looking at, and then you just hear Paige here, and then the camera cuts nice. over. Fucking awesome. Good. Sorry. Anyway, no, I'm just saying I enjoyed them bringing those people back for uh, for NXT this week, including Finn Balor. It so. was a it was a beautiful swan song for NXT UK. It was a it was a yes. fantastic way for the like black and gold wrestlers to yep. sort of bid farewell to their generation of NXT because they never got the chance to. It just got That's it just true. got yanked out of the out of the you know from under them. 
And then they had when Ciampa got to go back to his old like mm-hmm. gear and do the sitting in the chair promo, which I loved yeah. too. Um, but <laughs> as I'm watching NXT, all I can think of is it would be really great as the main event tonight. Give us that Finn Balor versus Gunther match we never got to headline NXT <laughs> Takeover nice. UK. Nice. And you could do it in NXT too because they were both yeah. there. Um, as for this match, I am going to go curveball here because to me, from my mind, there is no reason for Blair Davenport to be in this match short of winning this okay. match. Otherwise, you just do champion versus champion. She's in this match for a very specific reason, and to me, the reason she's in there, it could be to take the pin. I get that. Don't get me wrong. But to me, I'm going to say this is her welcome to NXT. They're going to build her as the next okay. big star. I just realized I forgot to give you my did. prediction. Um, I'm going Mandy. Okay. My heart says Mandy, by the way. And your penis. I can't <laughs> say Mandy. I think the the only thing for me that would make the make this shocking is if Miko wins it, just because... You know, she she was brought in to put over or to give legitimacy to the UK Women's Championship and to put over younger stars. And there's no reason for her to beat Blair Davenport, which everyone really everyone was like, yeah, Blair's going to take that title off of her. And so it feels like they're just like, ah, eh, you know what, Mandy Rose, we're probably done with her in NXT. I think she has served her purpose down there, and. Uh, Putting over Blair would be a good way to do it. Her taking the pin would be a good way to do it. And then, yeah, you can, you know, split it off and just have Mako and Blair to fight over the title. So I'm going to go Blair as well. So your your curveballs are going to hit my curveball. Right. Our balls are going to yeah. match up. Nice. A unification match for the NXT and NXT UK Championship as Braun Breaker takes on Vacant. <laughs> he technically hasn't won the championship yet. <laughs> and it's still listed on the website as vacant, even though he's scheduled for a match. It's like, man, I, I get it. I understand. Circumstances were a little beyond their control. They're like, alright, we You you're gonna you're gonna find out about it because nobody's fucking watching that show anyways, it's dead. So <laughs> So obviously Tyler Bate is sticking around in NXT. So, Jason, Brown Kerr or Tyler Bates? This is a tough one for me because the obvious choice is Braun Breaker because he's the NXT guy. He's got to put over the NXT. He's got to put him over the NXT UK guy. That said, we've been talking for months about Braun Breaker losing the title and moving up to the main roster. And with the flurry of guys moving up, do you put it on a guy that you know is solid and serviceable like Tyler Bates until you get that next guy, whether it's Tony D'Angelo or whomever, Carmelo. I still think the money for NXT is in Braun Breaker versus Carmelo, and for that reason, I'm going to go okay. Braun Breaker. I think it's <clears throat> I think it's a little crowded on main roster now, and if if these the the two other people that we heard might be returning come back, it it makes it even more crowded, and. Well, one of those two is not an every week performer well, either. But where uh, right now, I don't think that there's really room at the end for Braun on on the main roster. 
Yes. But here's the other thing. When we talk, again, I've missed a lot of time talking about things. One of the things Hunter has done on the main roster is what he used to do on NXT, which is you can feature talent without seeing them right. every week. You build up an anticipation to hear from them when they're not there. You, It feels more special when they're there. You don't get burned out of them as quickly. And Enzo and Cass are a great example. When they were on NXT and they were coming out and doing their shtick every third or fourth week, it was fucking cool to yep. be a part of it. When they started doing the same fucking shtick every goddamn week, it got annoying very quickly, and they burned out on it. And Hunter recognizes that, and he's starting to apply that to the main roster in a lot of ways. So, Chef's guess, I love that, and I, so I don't know that the, the roster is too bloated at this point can apply because of the way he's utilizing sure. the roster. They did sort of lay the groundwork for either Brown joining Judgment Day, or potentially, if he winds up losing the championship, having Finn feud with him. Because we had the, the interaction between Finn and Braun is him saying, like, this title is important, I built it up, it's now your turn to make sure. And if he fails on that, it's a good launching point on the main roster to be like, you lost my fucking title. <laughs> and just kind of go from there, you know. But, but after Saturday, he might have to be just Breaker. <laughs> well... You say that, but remember, like, Attitude Era, there was, like, 14 guys named Chris. So, I'm not... <laughs> mm-hmm. People people will still do... It's like, you do realize there's a Drew Gulak and a Drew McIntyre, right? Like, it's, it's not a, a hard and fast rule that there can only be what he... Oh, I'm, yes, because Drew McIntyre is a featured talent regularly on the fucking show. Yes, but for a while there, we had Christian, Chris Jericho, and Chris Benoit, and Chris Masters, all in the same show. In the Attitude yeah, Era, yeah. yes. When the rules were entirely different. If we're talking Chris Masters, we're not talking the Attitude Era. We had, a, we had a Eric of the Viking Raiders, Eric Rowing, and then there was another Eric, I thought, right? For a little bit there? The thing is, the thing is Vince hated that shit. I don't think Hunter cares that much. He'll have people with the same name. He, I don't oh, think sure. he I was, yeah, yeah, we don't have yeah. um, the record, I'm going with Breaker for the simple fact that we've always said optics matter, and NXT has to go over NXT UK at the end of the day. Maybe they don't, but sure. <laughs> it's literally it's literally gone. So it's also hard to build a new NXT European brand if all the European guys yeah. lose, because it sort of makes the brand look shitty right off the bat. Which we don't. That's why I said Gallows. Yeah, which we don't really know what'll happen, and I don't know if there's a case for when it starts. If they do have somebody like who's got the NXT tag titles, go. I'm taking these to Europe with me get your own kind of thing, or what they're going to do with that. But I'm going to go with Braun Breaker as well. Um, I, I like Big Strong Boy, but eh, I, th- I think they still want to put Break over. So you can go ahead and slap some in on that bitch. And we can move on to Clash at the Castle. Alright, we got to talk about these predictions, and I appreciate that you set these predictions up for but you start going bottom to top, because the first thing we're talking about is the most important match, and the last thing we're going to talk about is the least important match. We don't talk, we don't typically do it this way, so I apologize. Oh, boy, this is the best one. Alright, um, first off, it appears that we are getting a... 
I don't know if anyone has seen the pictures yet um, for, for what the uh, the stage is going to look like. I've seen some of them. It, uh, it's going to be interesting, to say the least. Uh, it is. The, I'm we're going all out for it. We're getting a castle. We're getting a fucking dragon. Like it's going to be fun. So, <laughs> why are they stealing Tony Khan's gimmick? He did the dragon thing a few weeks a ago. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Um, so for this one again, slap your bitch ass name in there. And uh, there's going to, so. And for the record, Troy will say whatever you put in the name yes, box. KT yep. is going to test right. the limits of my, gosh, of my fucking mentality on doing it. Um. So, Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre. Now, I broke this up into uh, a little bit different thing because we have heard a lot of rumors swirling around and things like that. So we have the match itself, Roman versus Drew McIntyre for the Undisputed WWE Championship. Okay, you can go ahead and pick who you want for that. But then there's some follow-up questions. And those are, are is there going to be a cash-in? Uh, then there's a who leaves as the Raw champion and who leaves as a SmackDown champion. Now that could be the same person. Go ahead and pick whoever you think will be the champion of Raw or the WWE champion, and the champion of SmackDown, the U- the Universal champion. If that's the way they're going to do it, makes sense. All right, right. Sal. <sighs> okay. I'm putting myself out there. I'm either going to do horrible in these predictions, or I'm going to do amazing. Let's go McIntyre wins the title, the undisputed title. There will not be a cash-in, and McIntyre leaves the undisputed champion. So, for the record, putting yourself out there is picking the obvious (laughs) choice. That's not the obvious choice. The obvious it's choice 100% is Roman Reigns. It choice. is one. No, Roman, it's seven. It's been seven hundred days. You think Roman just? They're just gonna seven hundred days uh, under yeah. Vince and Drew Mc, and, <laughs> and now he's not on the shows. And we're time. in the UK where Drew McIntyre's from. But no, it's a, no. It, you can go ahead and choose that. No, you can choose it. I, I, <laughs> I'm choosing the same thing as what he just said. Okay. Well, the point you, is, do like, you think it's a cash-in, It's not like though. you picked fucking James Ellsworth to win the fucking, like, no, it's not, you're not going that far out on a limb here, Sal. Fair. But are you, are you, are you guessing there will be a cash-in? No. The cash-in okay. will happen Monday night on Raw. Okay. I see that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> What's that? That's what I'm thinking, too. During Drew's celebration. Yeah. The, They'll give him the night in England, but. Yeah, that'll get more heat. Okay. Uh, I'm going with uh, McIntyre to win the match. I'm going with then Austin Theory cashing in and winning the Raw Championship. But Drew leaves a SmackDown champion. Right. I'll probably be. So then you. So so by that assumption, they're basically going to throw Gargano into a feud with the Raw champion yes. right away. Okay. And then Drew is going to feud with. A debuting person who's going to make sure that Austin pins him for the, to the title. For one of the titles. Alright. All right. Smackdown. Who's that person? Who could it be? Dirk! <laughs> um, yeah. Sorry, I love something. Uh, that's like good. It happens. 
the SmackDown Women's Championship, uh, Liv Morgan versus Shayna Blazer. I almost read what I wrote there. Uh, <laughs> uh, Jason, Liv or Shayna? I wish it was Shayna because I think there's actually interest and money in a Shayna Baszler Ronda Rousey program, but it's going to be Liv. So, I think it's Shayna. I think they ripcord out of uh, Liv's title one, which is a shame. But I feel like if they if they drop that, it's going to be to Ronda. It's not going to be to Shayna. But who knows? But like you said, then we could possibly get the Shayna Ronda feud, and they had if, words a couple weeks ago. Yeah, no, and then Hunter would be more likely to do that. I just uh, Liv is still very over, so. I'm going to go with Shayna because she's 40. And if you don't do it now, when are you going to do it? And they they have heated her up. And if she doesn't ever be a champion on the main roster, I, I know that she had the tag team belts, I don't give a fuck. Like, I think that it's kind of a wasted use of her because she's a, she's a very good performer. I really like her a lot. Uh, and Liv Morgan's young. She'll be a multi-time champion. Maybe. Yeah, that's fair too. Uh, take team match. Edge. Remember when people thought, ah, it's okay. Dolph Ziggler would be a multiple time world champion. People did think that. And technically he was. He was? <laughs> just not, you know, they just never gave him the WWE title. But, yeah, technically he was. I mean, it depends, though. Sometimes they don't always count that one. Sometimes they're like, that bit, that big gold one, eh, Mark Henry, was he a world champion? I don't know. <laughs> uh, Edge and Rey Mysterio take on Finn Biller and Damien Priest. Oh. Uh, Beth, thought, Beth, um, Beth and Rio were uh, involved. No, Beth, no? Okay, Beth apparently no. was not able to get over to... Oh, uh, uh, okay. So that's why Rio... Uh, oh, yeah. hmm. With that, I think it's... What I, don't, it is. I don't know if that is a vaccine thing or if that is a visa thing because Karen Cross is not there for because he won't get a vaccine. But right. yeah, it sounds like it sounds like they, that Beth just wasn't able to get over there. So yeah, so they had to had to pull it back to just being a regular take team match, which sucks. But we'll still get Rhea Ripley there with them. But I'm sure she would have wanted to wrestle. I don't remember who went first the last time. Um, so I'm just going to say Sal, Edge and Ray, or Finn and Damien um, Judgment Day Jason This is the spot where Dominic turns on his we dad We say that every fucking week day. Day. Every <laughs> single page Yeah, yeah, now he's that. growing the Eddie Guerrero mullet Motherfuckers, it's on Oh man think, think, So think of it, he's growing the Eddie Guerrero mullet Immediately after Rhea starts wearing the I'm Your Poppy yeah. shirts, it's yeah. fucking coming, guys. I'm telling you. Can't wait for heel emo fucking Dominic. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway. Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> I, I guess I would go with Balor and Priest. This this kind of sucks, man, because I, I like a lot of the people involved in this, but this feud really isn't doing it for me. This uh, Edge and Finn feud, which it should be, because I like so many people in it, but like I'm I'm more watching the people in the periphery on the thing. I would rather it was Edge versus Finn. Than yeah. Multi person. Yeah. Right. Uh, maybe it's just because it's the now with the Mysterios are in it. 
it's always seems like there's other storylines going on than just Finn vs. Edge. So. Exactly. It's been more Edge versus Priest than it's been Edge right. versus Finn. So. In Edge's first match ever. <laughs> Whatever the fuck he said. <laughs> um, Alright. Uh, WWE Intercontinental Championship Gunther takes on Sheamus. This. So you remember when we used to watch these matches on Raw, and it was like Sheamus would fight Drew McIntyre, and we would all be like, "Fuck, I really don't want to watch another match between Sheamus and Drew right. McIntyre." And then they would just beat the ever-loving piss out yep. of each other, and by the time it's over, we're like, "Holy shit, that match was mm-hmm. fucking great." That's gonna be this. This is this is a match that literally is gonna slap. <laughs> yeah. And uh, both of them do chest-related offense. And both of them are just going to be fucking lunch meat by the end of the match. It's going to be great. Um, Chest-related offense or ass-based offense? Uh, I mean, if you're if you're talking about if you're talking about if females did chest offense, I'd be down for it. Um, but I guess ass-based offense is fine. Uh, although mm-hmm. I did I did love the uh, the twat kick that we got last week, <laughs> which is always fantastic. Uh, Actually, here's something we haven't done before. Troy, huh? Huh? Gunther, right? That dick. I've never seen his dick. I've also not seen a lot of German porn. Never stopped you from rating a dick before. Well, I have to give my parameters. Um, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not uh, familiar with too many German dicks. Uh, mostly because I'm just afraid if I watch any like specific German porn, so there's going to be shit playing it. Um, I would say. It's good there, so maybe a five. It's just yeah. You know, I haven't I haven't heard too much good things about about German dicks, so but you know, people could surprise me. But I would I would say yeah. He was a little chubby guy before. And I now and now he's in much better shape. He's got a beautiful <laughs> wife though. He's kind of a bitch. But so like yeah, I would say I would say five. I go to five. Did everyone choose Gunther, or were we going to say Arizona? We're going to say something else. We haven't picked yet. Sal. I love it to be Seamus, but it's not going to be. It's you would be love it to be Seamus. Yeah, that's the one. Time, that's the one uh, championship he needs to be a Grand Slam champion. That's true. Which, which, this is this is the beauty of this card is that you can make a case for everybody. There's not there's not a match that you look at this and you go, eh. This is the lock of the fucking night. This this person's definitely winning. Like everybody has a case for walking out the winner of the match, which is phenomenal. Yeah. You can easily sit there and say that like, fucking Shamu's boys Ridge and and Butch, you know, take the numbers. You can easily say that Gunther retains because uh, Eichner comes back. Like, there's a lot of different scenarios that can play. That's where my money is, sure. by the way. And, there, and that's what's great is there's different scenarios and that and that I think is the biggest reason why you've like had your faith in humanity restored in WWE and been able to enjoy it a lot more is because of the fact that well, what did we always say when we would do predictions for the old NXT black and gold is like the predictions would always yep. be all over the place because nobody knew it wasn't obvious what exactly. was going to happen like it was on the main roster and now we're seeing that on the main yeah. roster. And the great. only time you'd ever have it is if you had a guy on a debut match. 
That was the only time, and you're like, okay, this is the one match that we know that this guy's going to win because it's his debut match. But everything else, you're like, oh, I don't fucking know about this. <laughs> so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be interested to see how the points turn out for these two um, and see if there's a wild swing and if All Out is a lot more kind of uniform. Matt Riddle, who is yet again called Matt Riddle, uh, against Seth Fuckwad Rollins. Uh, this has been a fun feud. Who would have thought that? Mm-hmm. Uh, Seth breaking out the fucking uh, <laughs> boo-boo band-aids with his. This is why your why, why your girl mm. left you and took her fucking your fucking kids from you. Like you wow. little bitch. Right here, you yeah. little bitch. I loved it. This, this of course, immediately shit. on the heels of they're gonna stay yeah. PG. Oh yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, he didn't swear. Didn't wasn't crude they, or anything. Or, yeah, or they've, crass. Been, they've been bleeping him, and they've been making use of like the "you're allowed like one slip" kind of thing. And it's so funny to watch the the changing of directions where you had AW's most recent show. They very clearly were trying to tone down the the language, and then EFW is just like, "Ah, you fucking bitch." <laughs> <laughs> it's been great. It's like they're slowly changing fucking sides on this, and it's great. Not great for AW. But it's great. Um, also, uh, credit to Riddle because whether he was working or whether he didn't know Seth was about to deliver that line, his fucking reaction well, to what Seth said was amazing. Seth's reaction to the the only man in your house is Becky was pretty good too. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> You know what the? No, that that segment was fantastic, and this is what I've talked about for so long. It's like make it feel like two guys that really want to fucking fight, or really want to kill each other, especially when there's not a title on the line. I have to have a reason to be invested in a match between two guys, and this has done it. It's not just oh, oh, dude, I I, I was Randy. Like there's an actual depth to the Matt Riddle character that we've never seen before either. Yeah. I loved it. Loved it. Dude, if this was three months ago, it would have been the most paint-by-numbers fucking typical satellite, you know, side-by-side yeah. side that we usually see in WWE. Where, where are you? I'm going to come kick yeah. your butt. Yeah. <laughs> I do like... And then you hit your catchphrase, and then you finish off with your right. catchphrase. Like I, prom- I promise I'm not going to keep doing it. But I like the fact that Seth Rollins can, can bring up Matt Riddle's wife taking their kids away and you know afterwards they're probably like that was great that was a great you know and they're fucking getting along of that Eddie Kingston gets called fat one time and he's like I'm gonna fucking kill you (laughs) (laughs) well and the funniest part is if you guys I don't know if you guys remember the whole story but there was a time when Seth Rollins said he absolutely wouldn't ever work with Matt Riddle because Matt Riddle had said something about Becky not having a great ass or something like that in an interview or his wife had his wife did actually at the time whoever which which seems that they um and smoothed over at this point. Oh yeah, obviously, but it's just like there's a little bit of it's sort of like when we talked about Edge and Matt Hardy. Like Matt Hardy was never a great singles performer, but there was so much like real life personal drama between those two that the matches where you, you had to watch them. But then he was never yep. relevant again. <laughs> That's not true. He was big money Matt, the AEW World Heavyweight I, I'm sorry, and TNA World Heavyweight Champion. <laughs> And then he started the Hardy family office. And then he was Fat Hardy? Oh, no, he was Fat Hardy, and then he started the Fat Hardy family office. 
I will say this. So I, I know you guys don't regularly watch Being the Elite anymore, but um, there's a segment where Private Party was like way up on, a, on the second floor of a building, and Matt Hardy's watching them, and then he turns, and Private Party's like standing right behind him, and he goes, Whoa! I did not teach you guys teleportation! Which I just laughed at. Like, anytime it's self-deprecating and sure. self-aware yeah. of something stupid, I yeah. appreciate you it. You gotta remember, man, I, I was a big Matt Hardy fan. Uh, not so much anymore, but I was a big Matt Hardy fan in the past. Anyways, I'm going with Riddle. Jason. Oh, shit. I forgot we actually have to predict this match. So I'll just so, talk about an awesome build, build Ben. <laughs> Rollins has lost so many matches and feuds and programs lately. I think he needs a win to sort of rehab, and I think Riddle can take this loss at this point and not have it affect him at all. Um, so I'm going to go Rollins. Okay. For the shit that Rollins is talking... And like you said, we've never seen this side of Matt Riddle on the main roster. I'm going to go Riddle. Do we get... So here's the, here's my only thing with that. If Riddle wins, that's pretty much it, right? Well, I if think... Rollins wins, you can continue this. If Rollins cheats and fucking steals something, like you can keep this thing going. It, once Riddle wins, that's pretty much the end of the story. Yeah. And I'm fine with that if they ended at this point. They've been kind of feuding for two months now. So I just two, three Seth, months. Took, Seth took three straight losses to Cody. I just to me, I think Seth needs a win. All right. All right. And a six women tag team match: Bianca Belair, Alexa Bliss. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. A women's trio match. Isn't that what we call the it? Six now? women tag team match: Bianca, Alexa, and Asuka <laughs> versus Bailey and Kai and Sky. Um, Jason, who you got? Uh, Bailey and Kai and Sky because they've already they just lost the tag team title match. Yeah. This team needs to stay strong. This group needs to stay strong, and it's for Bianca to take a loss here sets up the next challenger, probably Bailey, pretty well. Yeah. Yeah, I 100% agree. Bailey and Kynes guy. All right. Uh, I agree as well. All right. So, hit submit on that bitch. And then we get to our... Now the one Troy's been dying oh, to talk Oh, you know about. it, sir. <laughs> You're not you kidding. It. You're not kidding. So, we have AEW All Out. Now, this is... How many matches we got for this? We got six, we got Fourteen. seven. Don't tell me. <laughs> Fourteen! Oh, Not to be fuck. F- Remember when people used to make fun of WWE saying, like, oh, there's so much on it, it's too long to watch. Why do they keep yeah. thinking more is more? Like, no. Fourteen fucking matches. Can I not watch all that? We can just like talk about the prediction. <laughs> Troy's not going to watch it. I specifically remember us talking about that when the pay per views started to get a little shorter in WWE about how refreshing that was. <laughs> right. Um, so now, granted, there's actually eleven matches on the All Out card, and three of them are pre-show matches. But there are still yeah, there's still eleven, 11 matches. Like... And. And that's not even factoring in the the pre pre all out rampage show, which they're billing as almost like a pre show yeah, as well. That was the other thing too, is that they did not pre record rampage. So there no. is a match in here that has who I think is going to move on 
uh, in the tag team. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Really yeah, we, we, know, is, we know it doesn't matter, but I, I had to make that. And we already had Tiny turn around and being like, I might add more to the card. Just watch Rampage. He's talking about adding adding more than the already announced 14 matches to the show. Which is bananas. <sighs> and I could, I could go through the list of people that aren't on this card, and it's a lot. It's a lot. And... Well, you got to get the Motor City Machine Guns on the card. Do you want to know what I I want, or what I no. wanted? No. Okay? I wanted Tony Khan to be the money man, and that was it. Just pay the bills, dude. No, That's you it. don't want that at all. No, I don't want him to have this amount of control over the product. No, you don't want him to be just the money man, because if he's just the money man, that means the Omega Omega, and the Bucks are running yeah. the whole fucking show. And trust me, as Could bad as be? shit is now... Wait, are you sure, though? Because yes. this has been pretty fucking bad. <laughs> I don't know which words. Hey, you could say Omega and the Bucks booked um, All In, right? That was like their show, right? Uh, sure, sure. Cody's got a great mind for the business. He always no, I has. know. I, he always that's one hundred percent. I think it's pretty. I think it's pretty but, clear that once Cody left, that the intelligent booking of an outdoor with him. Right, it, but it's been like, and this is all kind. Of, this is all yeah, kind of, because he didn't. He doesn't have Cody Rhodes turning around and being like, "We shouldn't do that. That's stupid. We should. We should do this instead." He doesn't have anybody now. He's got Kenny and the Bucks who are just like, "Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, let's do it." When, well, to be fair, got, and he's got FTR whom he can just kick in the dick repeatedly, and they'll go, "Oh no, thank yeah. you, sir. Can I have another?" That, and then he'll go on media and go, "Oh no, it's great that he kicks us in the dick all the time." In fact, I mean, I I love it every time I walk in the house. Like Tony. Dude, that last dick kick was great, but I bet you you got a bigger one yeah. for me. Come on, give it to hey, me, baby. Let's go. Couldn't happen to two nicer guys, right? So I will it's say not a this. Surprise to me at this point <laughs> that they get along so well with CM Punk. Just saying. I will say this: that even when Cody was there, fucking Tony Khan still pulled this shit last year and had Kenny fight Christian two weeks before All Out with the same fucking result, yeah. pretty much. Alright, let's start All right. this shit. So, yeah. we have on the pre-show, Tomohiro Ishii That's not what that versus is. <laughs> Does that count as racist? I don't know. Look. Yes. Let's play think. Is It Racist? I have an equal. So, would you like to read what, what is actually no. there? No, no, no. <laughs> I'm not the one who wrote it. It says Tamagotchi Aishiti. <laughs> <laughs> Might I? Versus. I'll have to wait till Adam pops on the fucking text thread tomorrow. After, well, actually, sorry, three weeks from now when he actually listens to this episode. Uh, fat fuck Edward Queenston. <laughs> Queenston. That's not. That has nothing to do mm-hmm. with like me calling him gay or me calling Rose that. It's just because. I try my best to have everybody's name something that is not. And this week's edition was using everyone's WWE name if they're in a match. Which we'll get to. Okay. Knowing how this Forbidden Door deal works, I think we can all agree this is going to be oh, Kingston, sure. right? Yeah. Okay. Easy. Well, he, he apologized, so this is, a, this is a thank you for apologizing. The AEW All-Atlantic Championship is on the line on the pre-show as Pac takes on Kip Sabian. Interesting that Kip 
I mean, there's there's really nothing better than a feud built around a guy wearing a box on his head for eight months and standing in the so crowd, he, right? He wore a box on his head for eight months, didn't wrestle because he was hurt, right? And then he wasn't. Or somebody wore a box on their head that they said yeah. was Kip Sabian. I'm guessing it was not him yeah. most of the time. And then, out of the blue this week, he revealed himself and then attacked Pack, and then we instantly got a title shot. See, Which, by the way, didn't Miro fucking take him out? Why is he attacking Pac instead That's of Miro? a good question. Right? That is a good question. That would be a question oh, wait, for Booker no, wait, of the Year. I, I have another good question. Um, wasn't Pac the guy who was wicked bullshit that at that one WrestleMania he fought Austin Aries on the pre-show? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Like I have another six question. Six later, he's still, he's still in the pre-show. I have another question. Isn't AEW the land where wins and losses matter? <laughs> It oh. seems odd to me that a guy who hasn't wrestled in a year is going to tell you. That's not for true. That's true. Also, he's, he's... How great would it be if he just came out with like one of the plastic AEW <laughs> World Championship belts? Nice. Um, does Kip Sabian even have a record? <laughs> I'm curious. Zero and I'm zero. Just, I'm just looking up a quick name. 2022, yeah. I think it is. Excuse me. Uh, KT, KT is not new to the show. I'm surprised he didn't know the ass-based offense joke. Um... Okay, uh, so it's going to take me a while because I have to get through the 300 different people on their roster in order to find Kip Sabian. Wait, what I'm are we trying doing to now? find Kip Sabian's win-loss record. Oh, his his 2022 overall record is 0-0. Zero and zero. Told you! <laughs> and of course, his overall record is 23-18. and 18. Whatever. So, uh, Adrian Neville or Kip Sabian? Sal. Uh, Neville. <laughs> Who gives a fuck? I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> Just off. And Kip Sabian will actually double his current win record. His current amount of wins. I'm going with Pac, because they're still just letting him run around with the belt. The not officially recognized championship of AW, the FTW championship is on the line as Hook takes on... What's his real fucking name on the on the card? Angela Parker. <laughs> Why is this even a fucking thing? I don't thing? know. They bitched at each other on all of the uh, all of this shit has a a four day build. Yeah, it's, no, you're not kidding. It's Hook, and yeah. no one gives a shit. It's Hook against a fucking tag team wrestler. That's great. I'm, 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 uh, you're not, and you're not wrong. I put that either. many jokes on Fantastic. here. That's well the done. one that gets you. I'll take it. <laughs> that's the one. I don't know. Maybe we're later now, so I'm getting stupid that's, tired. I don't know. But that one got me. Uh, yeah, I'm also going with Hook, okay. for the record. Duh. Brian Danielson versus Chris Jericho. I thought... Well, never mind. You thought what? I thought Jericho was hurt. Jericho has... No, no. So Jericho has a bruised larynx. So he had to pull out of doing concerts, which I'm sure a lot of people are thankful for. But he, he can wrestle, he just has trouble singing right now. Which he had trouble singing before, uh, but now okay. he's got an excuse for it. That's true. Now he's got an excuse to take some... Well, hold on, because we're getting... Because it's now Jericho being original again and stealing three faces of Foley, we're getting Lionheart with Jericho. 
the last and <clears throat> the last surviving member of the Hard Dungeon because TJ doesn't wrestle anymore. And we're getting <laughs> the American Dragon Brian Danison. But that's what um, he's been since he's been. That's what I know, but yeah. Jericho's been the he pain maker. Between personas. He's been the rock star. And that's within the last month, Sal. I don't know. Maybe right. maybe he'll come out in, in the fucking mask. I, I, you don't know. I'm going to go Jericho here because I think <sighs> Daniel Garcia is going to turn on Brian. I know, I know you're, I know you're uh, complimentary of Daniel Garcia, but what a wet fart that guy is. I don't know. Really? I don't. I don't, I don't think know. so. I, don't I think. I, so. I think I think he's actually been trying in this in this whole thing. I think his in-ring work has been yeah, great. Yeah, his in-ring work off. is fine. Yes. yes. So second off, he's playing sort of the lame duck character and doing it really well. He's playing the right. straight man for Jericho and, and Danielson in this whole situation. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I just... Like I said, to, to me, he, he screams more Landstorm than anybody. But Landstorm was great when yeah. he was doing the... Oh, the cheese. Um, when I was dancing, cheese. And, like, that's not head cheese. No, that was, no. Was, that was Al Snow and that was yeah. Al Snow and Steve Blackman. But oh, oops, this uh, is why you yeah. lose trivia. No, he no. was doing the. That's if true. I could be serious for a moment, yeah, that stuff was great. Yeah, right. yes. yes, I'm going with Brian Bryanson. Yeah, I am too. I think he has to win. I mean, he hasn't. Won. Has he really won on pay per view in this company? That much? you can just ask. Has he really won on, on anything? Yeah. No, you're not wrong there. So I, I would hope Bryanson's going to beat Jericho. Jesus. I wonder if he. Uh, I wonder if the if they'll ever let him out of his contract. Anyways, uh, match for the interim AW Women's World Championship: Tony Storm, Britt Baker, Jamie Hayter, and Haraku Shida. We, you, you guys, you guys hit on it last week about the fact that not all of these people are in the top four of the rankings, but doesn't matter. Um, no. But do we need to see Nyla Rose on another pay per view anyway? No. No, no, we don't. <laughs> <That's> just... <sighs> it's gonna be Britt Baker. No. No, it's not. Okay. Uh, that's who I'm picking because I don't I don't have any fucking confidence that it's, it's not going to be her. It's going to be Tony Storm because Tony Khan is fucking petty and he wants to say, "See, we put her, we put the title on her, WWE pie on her, and made her a joke." It's the same reason why they made Claudio ROH World Champ. It's right. ex- exactly, Jason didn't nailed it. He's a petty. Remember when they fuck. used to say that about Vince, and they weren't wrong. But remember. <clears throat> Although, I will say this. Now, here's the funniest part. You've got a woman in Hikaru Shida who is in your your championship match on this pay-per-view, showed up on Dynamite and barely recognized her because her look is so different from the last time she was there and because she's been so long she hasn't been on TV. But she's in the championship match. Yep. Okay. Secondly, there was, God damn, there was a lot of scattered ass in that match. Holy Ooh. shit. God. That tactic and Brit and Brit broke out the short short shorts. So did Jamie. Oh yeah, well Jamie always does. Oh my God, for some reason it seemed more in display this week. Yeah, well, there was a lot of ass in that match. You could say there was booty 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 rocking everywhere. It's, a, it's so it's so hard to like to try to make a point when I look at like the records and things because I know so much of the shit are the fucking dark 
squash matches that they get. But even that, Jamie Hayter has a 7-6 and six record. <laughs> and she's in a title match. She's got one more win than loss. And they're like, yeah, title match. <laughs> of course, uh, 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 um, Abaddon is 8-0. They can't fucking put her on anywhere. And AQA is still on here, even though she quit. Interesting. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> so, okay. Well, then we have a trios match as the House of Black take on Darby, Sting, and Miro. Well, they definitely are going to have the team that has... Do we know that Malachi Black will actually be there? <laughs> as far as, far as uh, what we've seen, it is yes, he is. He has agreed to to finish out this. So here's the thing: if it if it's true that Malachi Black has been granted his release, then they're losing because they're going to then dissolve the House of of Nutsack, right? But if it's 100%. they're not going to have Sting lose right. on paper. Yeah, Sting yeah. I was going to say plus plus on the other side is yeah. Sting. So so either way, they're still going to <clears throat> sorry they're still going to book this fucking uh, this guy who finally got creative freedom. They're still going to book his his group as a fucking joke because they're going to lose to three random guys. But well, not three, two guys and Rusev. They're just like throw it on there with them. That that might be um, one of the reasons why Malachi Black asked for his release. He's like we he's like well, we've been wasting time with this House of Black thing for for us to lose on pay per view right. to Sting. Fuck you! I'm done. <laughs> I don't blame um, him. By the way, with the yeah. women's match, one more caveat. I also could see a scenario where Jamie Hayter wins the title to set up the her and sure. Britt Baker. That would be a great scenario, so that's probably not going to happen. No, no, but that's what I would probably <laughs> do. So, that, I'd love that actually, to be honest. All right, the AWTNT no TBS Championship. <laughs> TNN uh, Jade Cargill versus Athena. Cut the shit, Sorry. Troy. <laughs> I apologize. The Hose Championship. Uh, does Jade Cargo continue her meteoric rise to mid-cardism? Or does... So you said mediocre yes. rise? I said mediocre rise. <laughs> or does Athena finally prove to everybody that she doesn't have to dress slutty to be over? Well, they broke her wings, so she made it herself. This is like schoolyard shit. Care. Like, oh... This is like, you know what this was? This is that scene in the new Stranger Things where they break Elle's diorama. Like, Oh my god. It's like Tony Khan watched that and went, ooh, we should do no, this. No, Tony Khan brought his Hulk Hogan figure to school one day and a bully snapped it in half and that's why he put this. He booked it this way. <laughs> and then he, then he ran to his dad uh, so what, and said, the theme? my Hulk Hogan guy. <laughs> yeah. What was the theme of this, this whole show oh tony yeah. khan's petty yeah i'm gonna go with athena cut the shit sal <laughs> i because there's nothing left to do with jade they don't even know what this, else to this do is with not her. where they're gonna end no streak. it's gonna be why not who fun. else is it gonna be it's it'll be whoever it'll be tony storm it'll be thunder rosa it'll be somebody more significant oh oh, oh. that's a it's shot. not a shot it's it's a fact i'm sorry 
No, no, no. But as an ex WWE person, I can see Tony Khan. Where has Athena not failed since she's been in a national promotion? Oh, prior to AEW, yeah. Granted, you could say you know she was mean? good in the original NXT, but she her character work always sucked, even there. Oh, yeah. Then she went up to the main roster, and they realized this bitch yeah. could cut a promo. Fucking don't well, use her. You're probably right. Athena, I wouldn't be surprised if she if she lost, but I don't even care if she yeah. wins. I give a shit less. No, it's, yeah, it's I, don't, I don't see them ending the J thing, because it's at Tony Khan's pet. Because for as petty as he is he's even more petty with being like look i created my own star i didn't take i didn't take all my stars i created this one and she turned you guys down that's true jungle boy versus christian i you know what you say oh i know christian well enough to know christian is going to make this something cool uh it's going to be christian is going to make this match feel important he's going to make it fit he's going to make a good match out of it uh and i think christian's going to win because i think there's more story to tell here my uh wasn't for christian my uh was for trying to get jungle boy to talk we were like five matches in. i just scrolled down and i'm still at the end of the show (laughs) jesus christ god sorry um yeah i i'm more disappointed in in jack perry's attempts at trying to look tough this week. Uh, I just, I'm not buying it, man. Christian's doing everything he can, but I, I'm not buying Jungle Boy as, you know, a tough guy. Yeah. It doesn't even seem like he like hates Christian. He should, and he said he did on Dynamite, but it's just coming across poor. So I do think Christian... The son of an actor can't act and has admitted that he doesn't like doing promos. I mean... Son of a porn star can't necessarily fuck no. like crazy either. I mean, it's that shit's not always right. genetic. But right? this guy has gone on record and saying, like, I don't like doing promos. It's like, you're in the wrong fucking business then, bro. <laughs> He's gotten better, though. He really has. Sure, being... sure. He he had... Yeah, but did you feel that emotional connection during his sit-down this week? With, with... I didn't. No, but he felt more comfortable speaking than he ever has, really. I felt... I. It, it, it's a learned art, it really much, is. Much like I can see the people in NXT trying, I can see him trying. I can see him trying to put in the work. The problem is is that he's got to talk in a feud with Christian, who is one of the best talkers in their company, and that's a difficult thing to do. Uh, I... Oh, this one really is the only one that's kind of hard for me to choose. Because I feel like they still want to book Junkie as something but I think it's going to be Christian. So. Yeah, Christian. Just, I said sure. Christian. Sorry. Yeah. It's getting late. It is our monthly random six-man tag team match. Actually, hold on. You know what? This is, we talk about Booker of the Year. How are we juxtaposing this? We're, we're having a six-man tag. We're crowning six-man tag team champions on this show yep. maybe don't have another six-man match on the show. Well, that, that that's actually the third at this point. <laughs> yes, because we also have the House of Black versus Darby and his friends. Yep. That's what I'm saying. Right. So now, so, yeah, there's going to be three. This is turning three into one of my biggest complaints with New Japan. It's like, 
they they go to such great lengths to get everyone on the show that there's like five person and seven person and and like eight different six person matches and that, that's what he's fucking doing. Not to mention the fact. 100%. Yeah, I said it, Bruno. My biggest problem with New Japan. Fuck off. All right. Is, dude, you're not wrong. Like, yeah. what the fuck? It's not an attraction if if every match is an eight man tag. Not to mention, let's look. Eight man tag. I'm gonna let you know a secret. Eight man tags are never an attraction because there's no fucking consequence to them at all. That's true. So this match features Sorry, the TNT champion not defending his belt. The every tag team champion except for AW champions not defending their belts. It's FT War. And yes. Jay Lethal, who <laughs> has been pinnacle. booked as a joke, and who is actually in a stable, right? Not with the motor city yes. machine guns though. No. <laughs> Right. And, no. All you had to say was TNA too. And, and then yeah, you then you have the who Motor City Machine Guns. <laughs> I love. I think they're awesome. I do too. But they are an Impact tag team, and they're taking the spot of Jay Lethal's actual tag team that he's with. <laughs> well, Sanjay Dutt doesn't want. That's to fine. Uh, yeah, I think that's what, I think that's why they kind of did this little bait and switch. So it's it's Lethal and. How about Jay Lethal versus yeah, Wardlow? That's all you got to do. <laughs> but you got to get FTR on the card, which right. you and you're not going to put him against the Bucks because nope. the Bucks have to be focused on winning the title. First ever trios champions. Which you <laughs> could easily way. put Dash and Dawson against Darby and Stinger, and then just have Aleister Black versus Miro. There, I just fixed your shitty card. <laughs> <laughs> But what are you doing, Jay Lethal? No, uh, you fire bad. him from a cannon into the sun. That's what you do with Jay Lethal. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with the uh, guys with all the championships. Oh, the Impact guys are losing. Well, yeah, 100%. because they, they they cannot help but shit on Impact. They cannot help but shit on any company that's yeah. not their own, which is... That was... Oh, okay, I'm going to... Because I, I feel like as soon as we're done with this, we're going to be done with the episode. I just want to take this moment to say... Tony Khan said in an interview he was looking forward to doing a like forbidden door type event with WBE, but he didn't like the way that Triple H has treated him. Motherfucker, you have taken a shot at WWE every segment. You have taken shots at Triple H in calls, and you're mad because two years ago he called your company a pissant company, or because he's not returning your calls. I was going to say, here's the truth of it. Tony Khan would love to do business with WWE. Triple H is like, that guy has my number? Ugh. <laughs> They're tampering with my talent. Oh, yeah. fuck off, the, dude. The guy <laughs> I wonder if he listened to the Jericho podcast where he talked about how he was a year ahead of time, a year before Moxley's contract expired with WWE, he was talking to him about coming over yeah. to AEW. Or Darby Allen recently saying, like, oh yeah, Tony Khan paid to get me out of a contract so I could join AEW. <laughs> totally not contract tampering at all. <laughs> Which, again, I have uh, I have said... Well, that's a little less in the sense that the other party has to sure. agree to it. But I'm, right. I will say yet again, there's no contract tampering if there's no sh- sanctioning body over something. You can, you can sign yeah. a you can sign 100%. a contract to go work at Pepsi and Coke and Coke to be like, hey, you want to come over by us? <laughs> then they'll navigate your way out of that contract. There's no contract tampering because, one, it happens everywhere. Like, 
We we yes. hear a lot about people getting double booked and stuff like that because they they forget that they're employed with other companies sometimes. Or we also hear about like oh yeah. Or they got a better yeah, payday exactly. than the other company, yeah. the second company. Or you're like No Way Jose, who got a ticket to Canada and was like, I'm going to trade this in so I can go to Jacksonville. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I mean, dude, that's it's a carny business. Yeah. Of course people are fucking talking to each other behind people's back. Again, how, and, and working stuff out behind the scenes. How fucking delusional is Tony Khan that he was like, the largest company in the world is going to help my ass after I've spent the entirety of our promotion's longevity trying to take them out and boasting about the fact that he beat Triple H's NXT. He constantly talks about how he beat Triple H head-to-head. Dude, not only that, Triple H does business with business people. Let's be honest here. Okay, Tony Khan's not on that level. Triple H just just signed a, like, huge fucking deal to try to, to, like put pay-per-views on other networks and things like that. And they're talking to Netflix and stuff like that. Do you think they're going to fucking talk to AEW and be like, yeah, let's work together. Let's do a... They wouldn't even have any interest in talking to his father and he's the one with the real money. That's still one of the best Randy Orton fucking interactions, too. (laughs) Where I guess he tagged... This was years ago. I guess he tagged Tony Khan and something. And Khan was like... Like, oh, I don't know why you're taking me. He's like, if I want to talk business, I'd take your dad. <laughs> it's like, oops. <laughs> I remember that. I remember that. Anyway. Uh, uh, anyway. Did you pick Sal? Uh, yeah, TNT champ and uh, his, his crown. Jason? FT War. FT War. Then we have the casino ladder match where the winner will earn a shot at the AEW. And they are calling it Undisputed Championship right now, because of course they are. We have Claudio Castagnoli, the ROH champion. Wheeler Yuta, the ROH TV champion. Penta, Ray Phoenix, Roosh, Andrade, Dante Martin, and a... Joker? No. No way. Yeah. Jose. No way. I've seen a lot of people say that it's going to be Samoa Joe and he's going to to win and get a, get a, a shot, but it's like he's also an ROH champion. <laughs> I'm also guessing he's one of the people Probably. requesting his release. Uh, Where's he gonna go? Yeah. <laughs> really? No. No, Hunter, Hunter loves, loves him, dude. Hunter dude, hired him yeah. twice. They've went through him no. twice. No. And he got and hurt twice. Time he was got hurt released. Like, Hunter yeah. was there. No, but he's gotten hurt like three more times since he's been released. And, and when Hunter brought him... And you put him on commentary, yeah. he's gold. Hunter brought sure. him back as a special enforcer for a while until yeah. they figured out that they could get a match out of him. Dude, that was like six years ago. Two. <laughs> Dude, you really have no concept of <laughs> that was time. two years you? ago. Is he, you talk about when 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 he was fighting Rollins. No, I'm talking about when he was. Oh, when he was on NXT and he was William Regal's yeah. enforcer. Oh, 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 that's right, that's right. And I, that I, led to him winning the NXT and championship. Then hurt. <laughs> and then relinquish it. But then, hurt. but you try. He 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 was trying to do the thing that Vince doesn't do, which Vince just goes, "Oh, you were hurt that one time. Well, fuck you." <laughs> sure. And, but of all the people, I, I I can't see Hunter bringing Joe back. Not for if Joe wants to be an in-ring competitor. He's still the, he's still a champion there. 
I know, and he's wrestled like twice in six Anyways, months. Or it's going to be some ex-WWE guy make his debut, or some, or a letdown, as I put it. Because <laughs> it's going to be something like Dan Housen or something like that. There's the Joker spot. Which, right. I'm going with the Joker spot. XWE guy or a letdown, which don't have to be mutually sure. exclusive. Jason? What if it's W. Morrissey? It could be. That counts. Count. He's both. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's both. By the way, he of looked great he, this week. Of course he sure. looks good, but he's a, yet another person thrown into the fucking pile of, of fucking AEW talent. Uh, fair. What are you talking about? He's right. a big monster who's going to destroy not, everybody. So, so the thing is, is when we've predicted these, these Money in the Bank, whatever, Casino no, Royale matches, we always sit back and try... the first huh? time. <laughs> Yeah, we always try to sit back and consider what the biggest thing is, and it's always somebody insignificant that wins, and then they have a match on Nitro, and then they lose, and it's fucking over. (laughs) (laughs) It was a it was a Freudian slip, but it was a good one. (laughs) I'm gonna go with Andrade because they want to keep him from asking for his release. Sure, and then he'll he'll lose next week on Dynamite to CM Punk. Um, well, I don't think it's gonna be Claudio because. I don't think it's going to be Claudio. Uh, so I'm going to go with some fucking random guy. Because it's, it's almost always the fucking random guy. Raywish.com Mysterio. Real. <laughs> How did you put that in? Wish.com Mysterio. <laughs> That's because every time I call him Rush, Jason reminds me that his name is actually Rush. <laughs> so that was... The, how to be around. honest, I I think the kid's talented. I, I've only seen sense. him yeah. recently, but he, but he's he's know, really he's good. good. He's good. He's stuck in this shitty company, but he's good. Right. All right. Uh, but WWE wanted him bad for a very I wish long they time. got him, dude. Him and Dragon Lee were very close yeah. at one point to signing with WWE, been but they ended up going back to Ring of Honor, and then that happens. <laughs> Once you sort of turn down WWE, well, yeah. maybe things will change now. But yeah, I I don't know their contract I, status obviously, but. Swerve and his glory take on Bowens and Caster of the Acclaimed. I forgot what their real name was for a second. Uh, for the Tag Team Championships. Uh, Jason, who you got? So, I, what I don't have is the build for this match. Oh, well. <laughs> because it was basically the, the Acclaimed beat the ass boys. And then they cut a promo backstage. Swerve and our glory walks up and says, "You guys aren't ranked, but you're pretty mm-hmm. good." And they're like, "Well, we best. We'll take your tag titles." Okay. That was the build for your tag yeah. team title match. The build for this match was the build for the guns and the acclaimed. Which ironically just... comes from them saying, <laughs> "You're not the number one ranked contenders, but we'll give you a shot at the pay per view anyway." Then why have fucking rankings? <sighs> That being said, I'm I'm betting that Swerve and in our glory win. <laughs> I hope the acclaimed win. I'm gonna pick the acclaimed just on hoping that they win. Yeah. A because I like them. B because I think they're more entertaining right now. And C because I hate when singles guys have tag team That's titles. True. So. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the claim too because they're the only thing I actually like about AEW. Sal. I'm going to go swerve in our glory because he's got to keep Keith Lee happy. It doesn't seem like he cares about anyone else keeping him happy, so. 
And Keith Lee's happy in the tag team when he was promised to be a top he, of the card guy? I guarantee he won't be happy about losing Look, on pay-per-view. Hashtag says the catering is very good, so Keith Lee's happy to be there. That's true. Uh, Should have gone to Impact. He could have at least yeah, hung out with his wife. A singles match between Ricky Starks and Powerhouse. Wait, wait, wait. There's a fucking singles match There's, on this show? There are right. two singles matches on this show, actually. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight. All right, let's keep eight going. singles matches on the show. <laughs> yes. There's a, a match for absolutely nothing because Powerhouse Hobbs turned on Ricky Starks. So now the two of them somehow made it onto this card. Taz. Ricky Starks' promo on Nitro, like, a week ago, was the best I've seen Ricky Starks in AEW. Oh, it was great. It was absolutely great. Um, that said, I think Powerhouse Hobbs wins this match. Okay. Sal? That's what I have put down was Hobbs. Okay. I'm actually looking forward to this match. I hope they get them. They give them, like, 12 minutes or they something. They won't, because, because they don't have enough time. They have 14 fucking matches to get through. <sighs> Um, but also, if again, I, I will say it every time we talk about him. If this was any other company, Ricky Starks would be winning. But he's not, because it's AEW. And it's going to be Powerhouse Hobbs. <laughs> that guy is just too fucking good. And, yeah, this is what he's stuck with. Not that not that Powerhouse Hobbs is bad. I like Powerhouse Hobbs. He's, he's, he's a, a good hoss. But he's just, yeah, Powerhouse. He's just fucking floundering, man. Alright, the AEW Trio Championship will be crowned as Omega and the Bucks take on I put down the Dark Order because Adam Page is now in it um, which I assume in a match that will not take place in North Carolina I hate this company <clears throat> I don't mind that no, 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 that no, that's fine, I just hate the company uh, <laughs> Jason uh, who do you got? Alright, so here's the deal. I think a couple months ago, Tony Khan made the statement, like, we're going to crown Trios champions, we're not going to do it till Kenny's back so he can go yep. through it with the Bucks. I think Tony, even Tony Khan is smart enough to not give it away. I think the story here is Omega... Keep in mind, the Bucks were turning face, and then Omega came back, and Omega's still... He's sort of acting face, but Callus is still around. Nakazawa is still around. He's still that shitty guy he was when he left. They just haven't sort of opened it out yet. I think it comes out in this show. I think he turns on the Bucks or leaves the Bucks or something, doesn't want to fight Hangman. I think Hangman and Dark War okay. win this. So. That's some really interesting booking. Captivating, even. Um but unfortunately, because it's Tony Khan, uh, it's going to be Kenny and the Bucks. And the story between Hangman and Kenny could have been a great story told over two pay-per-views. And instead, let's throw Hangman, because we have to get Hangman on the card. Let's just throw him in this trios match. He'll beat the he'll beat the best friends on Friday night. And then, ooh, he'll fight Kenny in the Bucks. <gasps> I hate it. I really fucking hate it. I think they're just gonna wrestling. Hated it. I think they're just gonna give it to to Kenny in the box. Um, it's for my in living color fans back there because I'm old. I I think the Adam Cole, uh, Adam Cole still kind of hangs over this match. So I think that they're still planning to do things with him and Kenny. 
So. Not with Bobby. No, he's fucking gone. Well, he's gone at the end of October. Well, was was this supposed to be um, the undisputed era versus the elite? Is that what what they thought they were going to get until someone got hurt? Everyone, everybody, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Literally, the entirety of of the other people are hurt right now. Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly. Well, that yeah. That's what I mean. Then then. Let's throw Hangman in there instead. Uh, what the fuck? I'm still trying, anyway. but yeah, sure. I think that the Dark Order wins as like a, like a here we fired half of your members, <laughs> but here we'll give you some titles. And finally, uh, after I'm sure what'll be a 45 minute trios match, we get the AW Universal Championship on the line in a we don't do rematches match. John Moxley versus CM Punk. Will John Moxley have a 10-day title reign <laughs> so that CM Punk can win it back in Chicago? Jason. All right, buckle up for a second here. I think so. Because I know this is a battle of Sal's binkies, so I know Sal's, Sal's very excited for it. But I'm going to tell you something. This is easily the worst build for a pay-per-view main event I have seen in my <laughs> lifetime. For a significant pay-per-view. And that's saying a lot, because here's the thing. You had these two titles, and you know, it, it, I shouldn't say we've never seen anything like this, because let us not forget, CM Punk won the title at Money in the Bank, ran through the crowd, disappeared with the championship, then you know, they crowned a new champion the next night on Raw, and boom, CM Punk is there. Or a week later, and CM Punk's there. So well, they, they crowned a new champion, and then they had him lose to John Cena. And then right. CM Punk was there, but right. whatever. So that build was really awful. Right, that but said, you're right. That, that was the exact same build they did 11 years ago. So. That said, even that build, as bad as it was, did not result in one of those guys losing that title in, 30, in you know, three minutes before a week before the pay-per-view. Why? Why did they do that? What was that supposed to add to this match? It adds nothing, except make me not want to watch it. A match that maybe you could say, I might have had some interest in seeing at some point. But now, A, I've seen it. B, Punk looked like a bitch. C, Punk's foot hurt so fucking badly that he lost in three minutes the title he claims to have come back to wrestling to win. But somehow, a week later, Ace Steel comes out, who we've never acknowledged on AEW television before, but now all of a sudden we've put him over as Punk's best friend, comes out on TV and gives Punk a pep talk in the ring, because clearly that couldn't have happened nope. backstage. And then Punk is like, that that injured foot is miraculously healed. He's hopping barricades, he's running up and down the stairs, he's in the crowd, because it's Chicago. This is the dumbest fucking thing AEW has done. And that is saying a lot. Trust me. This is the worst, worst build to a main event they have had as a company since their creation. Worse than Kenny and Christian. Worse than Kenny and fucking Pockets. Worse than anything else. Because this made zero sense. Nobody's better coming out of it. 
And what you did was, rather than hold off and just have these two go head-to-head for the titles at the pay-per-view, what you did was you made Punk look like a bitch, lose his title in his first defense in three minutes, and now you're going to make Moxley lose his title in ten days because Moxley's losing this match in Chicago. CM Punk's going to win. I agree. With which part? Uh, I don't know about, uh, uh, well, uh, pretty much all of it. It's Ooh, holy shit! That Dude, I was I was just gonna say as soon as as soon as I hit it, okay, Valerio's ass fucking hit my screen. I was like, oh, shit. exact same thing happened. Well, now I know who to vote for. Yeah. So that worked out, right? Uh, yeah, I think uh, I'll read it. Yeah, it seems for sure that CM Punk is winning in Chicago because I'm sure it's in his contract too. Um, but yeah, I just yeah. And plus, in AEW, loses right. in their hometown. And yeah, I think John is just the worst fucking title reign of all time. So. No, no, again, Rey Mysterio. Sorry, in AEW. <laughs> okay, fair enough. No, yeah, there's definitely worse than that. I keep saying nine days. I guess it's, what, 13 days? Uh, whatever. Uh, seven to Wednesday, and then yeah. whatever, so. Alright. So, be... so I, didn't, I didn't get to predict 11 days match. Right. Um, that would be why you should do it now. So, I agree with every single thing Jason just said. You're getting smarter in your old age, dude. Dude, and you mentioned it. These are two of my favorites, right? The absolute garbage that Tony Khan decided to do these past three weeks. Again, like you said... Oh, my foot, it's broke. I shattered it. I shattered it on John Moxley's face. Oh, wait, it's the other one. Oh, my God, I have to be carried out of the out of the arena next week. Guys, I might retire. I'm going to cry. Um, but, oh, Ace Steel is here, and everything's okay, and the foot's fine. What the fuck? At least also, if you're going to do that, have Ace Steel give him a bump of cocaine. Also, that he can go freak the fuck out in the crowd. Why? Even even if I was brand new to wrestling, why do I want to watch this match? I just watched this fucking old guy lose in three minutes the other night. Because it's in Chicago now. It's different. Dude, Chicago was half turning on him before A. Steel came out there. And then they're dumb, and you got all rah-rah, and they were like, yay, punk! Um, and you know what? For a while, the AEW title was protected. You never had quick title changes, not for their world title. And this is... I'm John Muxley, I'm fucking pissed. I said it at the time, Sal, when, when you argued with me. Tony Khan sold his soul for CM Punk. You bring in CM Punk, you better be prepared to make your company all about CM Punk. Okay, but if they were going into All Out... Punk, the former champ. John Moxley, the interim champ. Why do you need to do a match on because, Dynamite? Because Punk wants to be Rocky. He can still win in front no, of no, his no, home no, crowd. No, 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 Sal. This is Rocky three. This is know, Rocky gets. I this know. Is Rocky gets embarrassed by Clubber Lang. Yeah, and, and then, he, but and you then know what Mickey we gets him going, and Mickey, yeah. the role of Mickey, will be played by Ace Steel. You know who was missing? The three months montage of Punk training to get back in the ring. Well, that'll be on the pre-show. So that's the thing. No, but that's the thing. This story could have worked if you told it over a long period. You just put six months of storyline in two weeks. 
You asked why they would put Mox and uh, um, Punk on TV. The motherfucker has said it himself. He cares way too much about ratings. He literally said, the reason why Thunder Rosa got 20 seconds and CM Punk got 8 minutes was because Thunder can't uh, get as big of a demo as CM Punk can. So that's why you do it, because he's back over a million for two weeks in a row. And he's fucking jizzing himself over the fact. Even though it's like just scraping. But you know what? You could have done the exact same thing and went Carney the whole way and just, you know, uh, promote the match, but don't have the match actually happen on Dynamite. But he's not smart, so. No, instead you make fucking Punk lose, and everything John Moxley says is right now. So when John Moxley loses. On Sat on Sunday, John Moxley said, "Yeah, I might be the third best guy in my group," and then said, "But I'm the best wrestler in the world." That's true. He did say that. Okay, that I wasn't talking about that, but I'm talking about <laughs> everything he said about Punk. It, it's it's come true. But then when Moxley loses, he's gonna look like a bitch too. So nobody comes out of this looking good. Not even Punk. I. I I actually debated what they were going to do with the world title after after last week. I was like, wow, what, who are they going to have Moxley fight? Because I thought Punk was pissed and he was taking his ball and he was going home and he wasn't going to show up in Chicago. Little did I realize this whole thing was so that, like you said, they could do the Rocky Three storyline on pay-per-view. But poorly. Again, you could have done this different. I, I don't know. I don't know how you you consciously book this and think it, it's okay. Because you're booking on cocaine. That's true. He's booked on cocaine before. <laughs> and it's. I wonder if he had it written down in his little notebook there that last year's card was written down on. Well, remember how pissed we were last year when they did Kenny and, and Christian two weeks yeah. before all out. It was worse, way worse. This is worse. This is way fucking worse. But yet, still stupid. Yep. All right, go ahead and uh, smack submit on that as well. And uh, you will probably get a beautiful woman after that pop-up. Yes. She's a beautiful Not woman. Zoe Stark. No. No, Valerie Lorena. <laughs> All right, so I think that's going to do it. I think it's going to have to do it because I need to go. sleep. So, Real oh. quick, which match are you looking forward oh. to this weekend the most? I think I already said it. Ricochet and Carmella. Okay, Troy. Um, or Riddle and Rollins. One of those. Two. I was gonna say for me it's Riddle and Rollins. I can't wait. Yeah, to say I would that. say Riddle and Rollins. For sure, nothing AW. All right. You're not looking forward to that House of Black match. It's. All right. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for participating in our predictions, Paul. It's been a long time since I've been able to see this. Jason, send us home. Uh, I guess that means we will run your ass down next time. Bye-bye. You have been listening to a Rundown Wrestling Network production. 
please visit rundownwrestling.com for all of our shows, as well as our other special events. Keep it locked there, or subscribe to the Rundown Wrestling Network on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Premium, or anywhere you get your podcasts from. Leave us a voice message that we will play on an episode by going to anchor.fm slash rundownwrestling slash message. Join our Patreon at patreon.com slash rundownwrestling. You can show us how much you love us by buying us a cup of coffee for just one buck at ko-fi.com slash rundownwrestling. Go to reddit.com slash r slash rundownwrestling. Follow us on Twitter at rundownnetwork. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash rundownwrestling. Email the show your dick pics and twat shots via rundownwrestling at gmail.com. Or go to Instagram or YouTube and look for Rundown Wrestling. Follow us on Twitch by going to twitch.tv slash rundownwrestling. And you can also follow our host Adam on twitch.tv slash the saleser effect. This has been a Rundown Wrestling Network production. <laughs> <laughs>